0: Good morning, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with another episode with Torsten Bauer. Uh, Just some of his questions from previous episodes. He's not the only one that does this, but I've established a rapport with several of my very sharp listeners who have insights of their own about our great hobby. Torsten's one of those. Thank you, Torsten, for getting the ball rolling with your excellent feedback you've given me. And that's what we're going to deal with today. But thank you, sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Here's the last of my recent conversations with Torsten. I hope you get some value out of that. Again, there's many different ways to hobby and places to hobby. If you're in Europe, you have more options perhaps than you did a while back, but hopefully Fanatics is going to continue to broaden and this 10x of the industry, of the hobby, for Torsten's sake and for everybody's sake. I hope it includes more of Europe and more of the world. So again, thanks, Torsten, and here it is. Okay, 924, Upper Deck SP over the years. I've gotten a box of that. I was trying to think back when SP started. All this big ad campaign, and they never said really what SP meant, but the implication was it meant super premium. Now there's been brands that are much more super premium. You mentioned at the end of that comment to me, there just this was a time when European activity, 96, maybe 97, but somewhere in there, it started dropping off. And it dropped off in the retail, in the specialty stores that might have cards. But did it slowly, gradually drop off, or did it all of a sudden, some year in the late 90s, you just didn't find cards
1: anymore? Yeah, it went quite quickly. I think the last season that, that really sold cards was the 96-97 season, at least where I live in Frankfurt. Maybe the 96-97 seasons didn't go very well, and the shops didn't order the new products from the following year. When the two thousands began. Nothing was to be found in Germany.
0: Fanatics is evaluating some of these things. Do you think it's a distribution problem
1: that they weren't even getting into the country? Mm. In retail stores, we only had those European Flea and European Collector's Choice products. Those other, Upper Deck and Skybox and Finest, those were in special stores like sporting goods stores or comic book stores. So I think they would have been able to order them. If they wanted to. But somebody had to import them. They're produced
0: in America. Then they're shipped over there. They're only going to import them if they think they could sell through in the stores.
1: Yeah, that that could be. I don't know because I don't know anybody who sold cards, So no shop owners. So I cannot really tell what the problem was.
0: But you don't attribute that to the rise of the internet, do you, or eBay? Because eBay was starting to gain traction toward the late 90s there. I don't really
1: know because I know that I was able to buy cards very cheaply at eBay in the early 2000s. Most people who used to collect were selling those for little money. A lot of very good checks from that time. Are you talking about buying cards on eBay within Europe? Yeah, within Europe, even within Germany, because in the beginning, it was very hard to order from America. It was before PayPal, so you had to send 100 bucks in an envelope, which isn't even allowed in Germany to do. But that was to your advantage then. If
0: <clears throat> there are no cards being sold, but you have a situation where you're a collector and other collectors in Germany that are looking to get rid of their cards, yeah. you're one of the few people that's eager to buy them. So you got them at a good price. Yeah, that's correct. That's exactly what happened
1: during that time, yeah.
0: Okay, the near-death experience that I did at 947. And I didn't mean that is when you're on your deathbed. I meant as you're nearing death, which all of us are getting a day closer to death every day, but we're nearing death much more slowly. But then you raised the issue of becoming an athlete of aging. I understand the concept as you expressed it, that even if you're not a professional athlete, your body is something that needs to be taken care of some of the metrics they look at are you walking are you getting fresh air are you outside some people say ten thousand steps a day and do you have any kind of weight training the hobby gets bad marks on that Hmm. because you're sitting around a lot of the time doing manipulative things in a chair or looking at a screen it's really not good unless you're walking a card show and the weight training is only if you're lifting a bunch of graded cards these big cases so i think people need to actively be concerned about being an athlete of aging as you were saying so what are you doing to ensure that you're going to be around for 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 more years
1: yeah for me one of my big hobbies is actually weight training so i really love to lift weights like squats deadlifts and presses and that kind of stuff And I think that is important because the hobby is a great hobby, no doubt about it. And it keeps the mind fresh, but it has been proven by science that when you have a fit body, then your mind will stay fresh longer and you might be able to enjoy the hobby of collecting cards much longer. When you work out or train or whatever, and also the 10,000 step thing, I think that is also important because when we enjoy the hobby, most of the time we're sitting in front of our computers the same thing that most of us do all day during work, and it's another one or two hours a day where we just scroll through eBay or ComC or whatever. It's important, maybe when we listen to a great podcast like yours, that we go out and enjoy nature, maybe while listening to the podcast, a good way of enjoying the hobby and still keeping yourself a fit. Okay. Um, Thanks for the commercial there, but really the intention of my
0: podcast being 15 minutes or less was originally for drive time, and this was before COVID, but I've had a surprising number of people tell me they listen to the podcast on a morning walk or an afternoon walk or walk with the dog or something like that, just put on some headphones or listen in the background. So that's interesting to me because like I said, I really want my friends to be around for a long time. And if they're not taking care of themselves, that's not a good thing. I go to a trainer once a week for the last 18 years with this one guy. And I go on Monday afternoon, and he knows if I went to a card show the weekend before. He can tell when he sees me walk in and my posture according to it. if I went to a weekend card show, I walk in different because I'm in this bad posture sitting around for a substantial part of time, I'm walking around too, but I'm walking around with a backpack on. They get your body out of alignment. If you're so concentrated on the hobby and sitting at your computer or any job, if you're doing video games and you're sitting, you're going to get carpal tunneled. Anybody listening to this, there's two PhDs and they're both recommending that <laughs> they stay in shape and you'll enjoy life better.
1: Yeah. So. I think th- th- this term athlete of aging, this is nothing that I invented to say. From an American guy, Dr. Jonathan Sullivan, he promotes a lot of strength training, especially for elderly people over 40. He says a lot of things can be mitigated, just doing your strength training and doing your cardio training and just moving, using the body like it's intended to be.
0: Western medicine, which includes Europe and America, is based on fixing the problem And it ought to be based on avoiding the problem of trying to be healthy, not trying to just not be sick, but try to be healthy. The other thing the sports card hobby has a problem with is nutrition and (laughs) eating habits. The shows in America, the snack bar or the place where you get the food, you don't get good food usually. And people are skipping meals or they're
1: eating on the run. At least you shouldn't snack during handling the cards because you don't want to smear them.
0: I've done that, Torsten. In fact, I've had the sandwich in my lap, but I'm holding the cards above the sandwich. And then Mm -hmm. I put the cards down, and then I'll take a bite. If there's any mayonnaise or mustard or ketchup that's a problem. Or I'll have an energy bar and that won't mess up the cards. Also intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, where your body gets used to occasionally skipping a meal and you probably still need to drink some water. If I'm at the card show, I'm there to see the people and see the cards and not to eat. (laughs) So if I'm going to have to miss one of those things, I'm going to skip eating and get an extra hour to look at the cards and visit with my friends. Because at a card show, there's a limit of time. Last card show you've been to is how long ago?
1: Oh, it's more than three years ago. But there will be a bigger one in Frankfurt in September in the sports arena where our local German Frankfurt basketball team plays. And I can walk there. Nothing in Germany is big compared to what you have in the U.S. But maybe for us it will be big, but maybe a couple hundred people, I think. What would be the
0: ranking of the sports? Would it be basketball first and then soccer?
1: Not just sports cards, but also Pokemon. But I think currently soccer is really taking up quite some space, but basketball might still be the number one in terms of cards. I'm really hoping
0: these next few years are going to be some expansion in Germany of more cards available, more collectors, more fun, and more card shows. Any corporate sponsors
1: at the show there? I think Chops is there. Uh, how is ebay going for you i'm actually
0: doing one percent a month probably a little bit more than one percent it started slow but i'm a data scientist so i figured out what the price points are if they sell instantly at fixed price i'm too low but i'm getting a lot of repeat business Mm -hmm. so i'm gradually shrinking things down and i think that's good it's part of my near-death experience is that i don't want to die with too many cards And I can't just think, hey, if I get ill and then I want to sell everything at the last minute, it's really been fun to try to sell 1% a month. Mm. I'm not trying to sell it all. And people will make me offers for I'll buy everything. I said I don't want to sell everything right now. Just make (laughs) offers for the ones that you want, and I'll consider them and usually accept the reasonable offers. And then I'll mail it out to them. So I've been very pleased. I started last year doing that, but it really has kicked in this year. And it's been great. I do have a fair number of international buyers. They have to ship it to an
1: intermediate shipping point that's then shipped to more Asia than Europe. Have you already planned something for your thousandth episode? Because it's approaching, right? My wife is
0: asking about that, too. It should be with Rich, I think. It could be with Rich, yeah. Rich. yeah. <laughs> He's my co-host sometimes and my agent sometimes and just my friend. He worked for me for a long time, so we enjoy it.
1: Yeah, it's a great chemistry between you two. Yeah, I really enjoy those episodes.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't want to do it every time because it's not fair to him, but <laughs> we do it once a month. We probably get together and do some episodes, mm. and that's been fun. Been great. I'm really apply, glad nice. I, did it. I made some new friends like you, and uh, I don't know that I'm going to stop when I'm at a thousand. I probably won't stop. Mm. What Really helped is when I reduced my frequency. I was doing seven a week for a long time. Then I did Monday through Friday, and then I just thought mm. if I go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday,
1: yeah.
0: If even if they get mad about that, it's still my choice. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't have trouble filling up the episodes. Obviously. When I was doing five times a week, I was working a lot more. And so my wife says, you're retired. You're not <laughs> acting like you're retired. You're busy <laughs> all the time. Okay, I'll be semi-retired. So oh, great. It, it's been good. it's worked out. So I don't think I have to stop when I'm at a 1,000. No. I go to two times a week or I'll see. Or whenever
1: you just Maybe. feel like doing.
0: Maybe, but people don't like that. I'm yeah. known for being regular and consistent so if i say i'm going to do it i will do it so if i'm going to do it 3 times a week i'll do it 3 times a week faithfully the man-